We've got the latest Kyler Murray fear porn coming out. Why Cardinals fans are up in arms with the latest report about the franchise quarterback and when the team can get an extension done. We'll get into that. Plus, the scouting combine wraps up today. But we've already got some insight on some prospects you should be excited about that could be making their way to the desert this spring at the NFL Draft. Cannot wait to break that down. And a pair of New York Giants are available what should the Arizona Cardinals be willing to give up? Which one would you rather have? Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, we're breaking it all down. We're debating it, of course, right on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. What's going on? It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for making us your first listen. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Bet Online. Oh, man. Bet Online football season might be in the rearview mirror, but college hoops, it's conference tournament week. You've got the big dance coming in a couple weeks from Woo! now. You've got the NBA headed towards the playoffs. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season for more props, odds, lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Man, I can't wait for the NCAA tournament. One of my favorite events, uh, of course, every year as far as sports goes. Just uh, just boil it down, put it into a liquid form, and just inject it into my veins. That's what I'm all about. So the latest fear porn for Kyler Murray, Alex Clancy, at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Of course, follow the podcast at Lockdown AZ Cards. Follow me at Bob Rack from Albert Breer. And Albert Breer is locked on, or locked in. I, he's one of the best insiders as far as uh, just writers out there, uh, just covering the NFL. Very talented. Alex and I have both had him on our, our shows before. And he put out that Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray, reportedly wants his contract situation resolved between now and the NFL draft. And we kind of, we kind of found that out. Eric Burtkart kind of creating an ultimatum with the statement that he put out a week from... Uh, a week ago yesterday. And, uh, you know, the Arizona Cardinals, I think as far as Murray goes, Breer mentions a potential trade and negotiations go south. And I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals, and Cliff Kingsbury even admitted it on the Pat McAfee show that he and Steve Kimes, something Alex and I talked about weeks ago, they know that their, their wagon is hitched to Kyler Murray, that they'll do everything within their power to make the quarterback happy. Um, the time, the time frame is kind of curious because we've never seen an extension reached, uh, that early Alex. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, it's interesting because, you know, they're under the cloak of secrecy normally. Um, and that's kind of what we're seeing now. And this is kind of the highest, uh, the, the highest stakes, uh, situation we've come in contact with, with Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell kind of not you know, letting any sort of information out one way or the other, you know, they talked at the combine, which was fine about how Kyler's their guy. And, you know, the whole thing that that's fine. So was Josh Rosen. And, you know, that's, these are just things that have happened in the past that we're kind of relaying here because the past tends to repeat itself. And I know I've been tough on Cliff and Steve Kime, especially uh, during their combine talk, but you know, the business side of it, it's, old school versus new school. It's like, you know, those two oceans are 
where one is salt water and one is is uh it, it, due to some sort of um it's like uh, I don't water. know like minerals or something where the colors <laughs> look just completely different. I don't know. You mm. see on the I watch Planet Earth a lot. That's wow. kind of where we're at now. It's not oil and water, but it's two different ways going going about business. And obviously, it just leads to a bunch of prognostication that either they're not happy or he's mm-hmm. not happy or it's not going to be a future together or whatever. Albert Breer, again, yeah, as you mentioned, one of the best in the business, uh, very level-headed, um, great writer, great reporter. This is going to be much ado about nothing, but it needs mm-hmm. to be discussed because that's where we are. I, I, as far as Cardinals fans go, and, and even types like Albert Breer are not, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to avoid this. And, and as far as they're in the clicks business. And anytime they're going to talk about Kyler Murray, they're going to be able to get clicks with trades. That, 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 I mean, speculation, trying to figure out, you know, because it's going to bring in not only Cardinals fans, it's going to bring in, you know, quarterback hungry fan bases, uh, you know, just having these dreams about Kyler Murray being their quarterback. And, it, you know, I just don't think that Albert Brewer realistically believes that the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray can't come to, you know, a mutual decision as far as what kind of mega contract he's going to sign. It, it, there, there's a precedent out there about what he's going to, you know, command. What his market value is going to be, and the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know what the reasoning is. You know, it, I think that Eric Burkhart obviously doesn't want any of the 2022 dollars to dry up through free agency. That's why he's pushing this right now. But this is going to be ugly. It's going to continue to be ugly until there's a pen to put to paper on on a new contract, and that's just reality. It's the business side. Look at what's going on in the MLB lockout. You've got the owners and the players, and it's absolutely just, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's worse than most divorce proceedings go. But at the end of the day, they'll come to an agreement and life will go on. And those sides that are at odds now will work together, you know, in concert and, and work together, you know, without any kind of issues. And I think the same can be said for the Arizona Cardinals. It's just, well, this, is, this is the business side of things, and it's ugly. Um, let me um, let me ask you this, and because um, this is somewhat unprecedented, even though it's kind of like it, it, it's a weird thing, it, and it's a weird way to go about it because Eric Burkhardt does things, you know, seemingly a little bit differently. He's the mouthpiece for Kyler Murray and the and the coach talking out of both sides of his mouth here. Do you think Kyler Murray gets a deal before the start of the 2022 season? I do, but also, I mean, if he doesn't get a deal done, I think he still plays. Yeah, uh, we've seen we've seen way uglier situations. A lot of people, I mean, because time heals all wounds. I mean, remember the situation with Dak Prescott? I mean, they yeah. franchise tagged him a couple times and he was furious about it. Oh, poor me. I've got to make, you know, I'm going to make 25, 30 million dollars guaranteed this season. Where's my financial stability in the future, which is just ludicrous. But, you know, Dak Prescott was tagged a couple times and then once once they figured it out, once they got that deal done, He's a happy camper. He continues to be the face of that franchise. And it's it's going to be tough sledding between now and when the deal's done. And I, I do think that they get it done this summer at the latest. But, you know, between now and then, it, it's going to be rough because there's going to be a lot of free agent dollars that are spent. There's going to be restructuring with some key members of this team. And there's going to be uh, Kyler Murray just having to hurry up and wait as far as his new deal. But it's going to, I think it's inevitable. Um, and, you know, no games are going to be played. And I think that's what both sides want at this point. Um, you know, Kyler Murray doesn't want to go into his fourth season where each season he's shown improvement. This is going to be the toughest test. He just wants to get that deal done when he's got the most leverage. And I think everybody knows that it's right now. 
Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, this is, you know, yeah. I mean, it's true. It, it, the, the tough part is, like, it is going to do things to the salary cap if you give him an extension now because he's going to want more money up front, and you can probably, you know, transition some of that into a signing bonus, which is what we've seen every team do. Um, I just, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's bad optics. I don't know if it's good or bad optics for either side. Like, so say, is it bad optics for Kyler Murray? If he's like, pay me now. I don't care about the rest of the team. Pay me now. Is it bad mm-hmm. optics for the, for the organization for not paying him now when they don't have to. Right. Like it's, yeah. it, and it's, and that's kind of where if we were both living in the same world where Steve Kyle and Michael Bill weren't old school and Kyler Murray wasn't 25 years old. Like if this were like Steve Kyle and Aaron Rodgers. That's a conversation you can have because it's more. You could Brian Gutekunst is in the new age. Mm-hmm. You know he let he let Aaron Rodgers' favorite wide receiver go. He let his second favorite wide receiver go, and it just it, it was oil and water. There, this isn't necessarily oil and water. It's just two. It's old school versus new school. Trying to come up with a deal with two different you know um, vessels that they're doing business through. It, it, well, here, here's something that that might uh, you know calm everybody that that's being a little hysterical as far as this goes. I mean, Eric Burkhart got, you know, the client that you would least expect an extension extension. You know, Kyler Murray's the slam dunk extension candidate here. He was able to leverage Cliff Kingsbury into an extension. Like, Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury, like, we weren't expecting extensions this offseason. They got their deals done. Uh, that, that has to give you some confidence that they're going to get a deal done with the guy that, deserves it you know for the most part in, in Kyler Murray I, th- does that not give you I mean even though it's the, the people pulling the strings but <clears throat> if Eric Burkhart can sell Cliff Kingsbury for five more years through 2027 he should be able to sell his quarterback yeah no that's true and well and that's and that's one other thing I know we have to move on here quickly but like that's another thing where um it's why didn't Kyler get it first? I think just because. Like, or why, why didn't they get it at the same? Like, and I know that Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury are a different package. It's apples and oranges, but it's still fruit. You know, like I know that it's right. front office and it's not There's player. just no cap implications. I think that's Yeah, it. I guess that's true. But I mean, it's, if you're going to do it as a package deal, like now, if they don't extend him, that's going to look bad. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like, you trust this guy who is really, you know, was was a package deal with the player. The player usually wins. This is the weirdest thing. The player doesn't win here. The player always wins. He, you know, he wins sooner than the coach who has been kind of maligned with how they finished the last two seasons. Mm -hmm. Steve Kyman is drafting abilities, all these things. The Cowboys are different. They're, they're pretty much seated from the rest of the NFL because they're California. Like they're, they have their own rules. It's a circus. They haven't won in 25 years, yet they're the most – Like, it doesn't make any sense. And dude, Dak Prescott's the quarterback. And he also just came off a severe injury. Kyler Murray's had injuries, but, you know, it's not necessarily the same. And Dak Prescott's also an Adonis. Kyler Murray's a little bit – you know, <laughs> he seems to be injury-prone at this point more than not, at least in the in the eyes of the, uh, of, of the signature guy with, with mm-hmm. Michael Bidwell. Yeah, I mean to wrap things up as yeah. far as Breer and what his report is, and it's it's less of a report than it, it's more of an educated guess and a prediction. And you know, a lot of people, uh, the, the person who pointed this out to me was our guy 
<clears throat> the Huck Show on Twitter, and he DM me, and, and everybody, you're encouraged to DM both Alex and I. We respond. We like to mm-hmm. continue the conversation there. Uh, but you know, Breer is, is just he's he's going for clicks. He's he's there's really no new information. And Kyler Murray, patience is going to be the key here, and take every report with a grain of salt. Uh, and to consider Kyler Murray, if he does hold out, he no, nobody knows Cliff Kingsbury's offense more than Kyler Murray. And also consider that Joe Burrow was able to kind of jumpstart his season with missing most of the offseason training activities because of his injury. I, I know people want Kyler there, but until they figure things out, there is potential of, of him not showing up for, for the, the mini camps and all that stuff. So, But that's not to get people overwhelmed and more more scared about this situation going south oh brock alex clancy locked on cardinals there were a couple prospects that both alex and i have been following closely that pretty much solidified what we were feeling about them with their performances at the nfl combine who you should absolutely be just head over heels for potentially coming to the desert and joining the arizona cardinals let's get into that but you don't need a scouting combine to figure out what the best tasting protein bar on the planet is. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar, and it's got all the nutritional benefits that you're going to want from any protein bar, but you don't have to compromise taste. It's where healthy, it's where tasty. Those worlds absolutely collide. You can just replace candy bars with Built Bars, and you'll be better for it. Most candy bars, 200 to 300 calories, while most Built Bars contain 130 calories. 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle-packing protein. Save yourself some cash on this delicious treat. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. My mom just said she bought herself some Built Bars. Welcome to the Built Bar Nation, Mama Brock. That's right. <laughs> She's got herself the most, the best-tasting protein bar, and she saved herself some cash by using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Can't get enough of the NFL draft. Really can't. Uh, check out Locked On NFL, the Locked On NFL podcast all week long for more kind of uh, recaps and takeaways from last week's Underwear Olympics in Indianapolis. Just incredible performances. And I'm trying to figure this out, Alex, before we get into the prospects that really impressed. Um, you know, I think that as far as the training and the preparation for the NFL draft, I think that these prospects are crushing these tests to where that's not necessarily the game speed they play. I don't think that the guys that are posting, you know, the sub four threes, the sub four fours, the guys who are killing the cone drills, they're, they're getting good at doing the drills. And it's now becoming like we're seeing records fall, but I don't think we necessarily have better prospects than we did before. Their training has just peaked. It's, I mean, uh, video game numbers don't even start to describe it you know I mean, like people Ohio are, state receivers both sub four four forty yeah it's Unreal. crazy like when you have somebody that runs a four five forty they're like that ah, you know not as great as the rest of the class it's like right. what the hell are you talking about like uh, you know yeah i mean it's just it's speed but it's also you know defensive linemen that are running four nine fives or four eights that are you know upwards of 300 pounds it's like these are video game crazy crazy numbers that we weren't even expecting when you saw what was john ross 422 i think mm-hmm. yep. i mean it, it's funny how speed doesn't necessarily translate especially with the wide receivers it's mm-hmm. um who was it it was uh on fox sports tj hushman i think is who is who said it um 
it doesn't matter how fast you can run. It matters how fast you can stop. Mm. And it, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It was through uh, Rob Parker. I was listening to the odd, to the odd couple. I'm mm-hmm. like, that makes a lot of sense. It's like you, your route running is almost more important and, and your catchability in, in um you know, in traffic is almost more important than how much you can run in a straight line. But yeah, sure. like it's the big boys for me. It's Andy the Isabella. offensive defensive lineman. I think Andy Isabella. I think well, how I mean, fast he did lead that the nation in receiving, you know, <laughs> FCS. But it, yeah, FCS, you don't really have to run precise routes to uh, to get open in, in that division. Um, but, you know, if you're if you're a Cardinals fan, take note of both of those Ohio State wide receivers. I think both of them would look continue to look good in red. Uh, you know, uh, Olive, who ran a 4.29, and, and then Wilson, who's actually considered a, a better prospect than Olive. I mean, those are those are two guys that I think can play that outside position for the Cardinals or move into the slot, both over six feet. I don't know if that turns Steve Kime off. Hopefully it doesn't. Uh, but let's get to the big boys because this is where, and you already kind of alluded to it, Jordan Davis out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he would be a perfect fit for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I, I think after his performance, I don't think he falls to 23. But six seven six six, you know, j- just tips the scales just over 350, 360 pounds, and he's running a sub four nine forty. It's absurd. Yeah, um, it's uh, so I've been watching a lot about him because listen, I don't know all the college football players. I know Georgia's defense, their front seven was the best that we've maybe seen in a long time. But you know, obviously Jordan Davis, he's been. <laughs> I think Jordan Davis would be a good fit for enter all 32 NFL teams. Like that's what every NFL team is looking at. Like, yeah. And this is where it's like, man, if you're at 26 and you want to move up to 19 to take him and give up a, you know, a third or or second round pick this year, that's where he could definitely go to a contender. If he's not going to go in the top 10, the thing is, and I've been watching a lot about him and watching a lot, been uh, listening a lot um, to pundits, uh, draft pundits, you know, a lot more about me. He's a two down guy. And yeah. in passing downs, he's not going to be on the field. Okay, so when it comes mm. to that, I don't think that should matter for the Cardinals, but I think that when it comes to where he's going to fall, he's going to fall into an arm's reach of the Arizona Cardinals, but you can't justify mm. moving up to draft him. Like, this isn't a Derrick Brown to Carolina where you could have moved up to draft him one spot in two years ago. You know, it's right. not that. This guy is an absolute machine. And yes, the crazy part about this is that... With the Georgia, it like, I want to ask you this, and we didn't talk about this before we, we cracked them, but mm-hmm. the linebackers also, there's a bunch of linebackers from Georgia that, you know, yeah. that are going to go in the first round. Is it an Isaiah Simmons effect for the linebackers because they have these monsters up front to give them free reign to get to the quarterback? Like, it, are people going to draft Georgia linebackers too high because they had three of the best guys, three of the best down linemen in football? Yeah, last it, year that, and Jordan Davis being one of them like mm-hmm. I don't care if he's a two down back mm-hmm. if he's there at 23 it's him or Zion Johnson I am saying Zion Johnson out of Iowa to show up the left side of the line uh, as a guard him and DJ Humphries and 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 uh, Rodney Hudson on the left side that that's an all pro front that's an all pro front on the left side of the line yeah and but, it creates a strength and it, and it uh it sure you know it keeps a guy that you're gonna invest a ton of money in and Kyler Murray upright and, and healthy for the most part. Trayvon Walker is the edge from Georgia that you're talking about, and he's a freak, and he he was a guy on Saturday that people just couldn't stop talking about. Um, you know, Jordan Davis, is he's not going to be, you know, the Aaron Donald prototype. It's like Aaron Donald's 
undersized, nonstop motor. But as you said, Jordan Davis is going to be a rotational type guy. But as far as where he would fit into the rotation, it would be on those early downs. It would be on running downs. It would fix a big problem that the Arizona Cardinals had in slowing down opposing running backs. And then you talk about on passing situations, you would be able to put in a guy like Lecky Fotu or Rashard Lawrence and whoever it might be. But I think he fits what the Arizona Cardinals lack uh, at the defensive tackle position. Uh, it could think like Vince Wolfwork from, you mm-hmm. know, the Patriots and the Texans back in the day. I think he'd be a great fit, but, you know, you can't disagree with the, in, you know, interior defensive line, interior offensive line. I don't think the Arizona Cardinals would uh, do themselves a disservice by addressing those at 23 overall. Or, yeah, I mean, could they trade back? Could somebody, if Davis falls or, you know, one of these guys that impressed this past week, some team falls in love with them and you can kind of create more assets because, you know, as, as much as Steve kind of misses in the draft, creating more assets just gives him more uh, a chance to improve his batting average a little bit. If, you know, if he's got a couple picks, he might be able to hit on, on one. Uh, he's just got more of a, more opportunity to do so. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see the vision of Steve Kime here in this draft in 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 the way of this wide receiving, this wide receiver depth for this draft makes last year look like there were no wide receivers taken. Yeah, and the year before the same way. So if he can hold on, and and you know, watching this stuff, I'm having these these cringies in my belly where it's like <laughs> he's going to take a wide receiver at 23, and I feel like this is the true last. I've been very hard on them and I've screamed (laughs) and I've yelled. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I've told people they're wrong and I apologize for that. And if he takes a wide receiver at 23, we're going to know that he is somewhat incapable of adapting in my opinion, at least because listen, because listen, you can take a wide receiver in the second round. You can take a wide receiver in the third round. Okay. This year, definitely. If you look and you see a potential eat your vegetables pick at 23 and he punts, I don't know if I can trust him in the draft ever moving forward. You know, like, and I know that you want him to take a wide, like that you want is lucid fine. You think that taking Drake London or Garrett Wilson or somebody at 23, if they're there, will make mm-hmm. this offense, you know, take a step forward, especially Drake London. He's a perfect outside wide receiver. I mean, he's AJ Green as a 22 year old like mm-hmm. so i get it and this is just retroactively going back 700 days from now when they took isaiah simmons instead of tristan worse like this, that's yeah but my take on that really is you know the keep it simple stupid or keep it simple steve uh and i that i think i stole that from blake murphy but it, it's <laughs> it is it's it's like when you're struggling in baseball hitting and it's just like or or in golf and it's just see ball hit ball you, you just simplify things it's like okay, there's a there's an issue that you had. It was a huge if, issue down down the stretch. You struggled in this area. Just take the best prospect at a position of need and just make the pick and let's get out of here. Find an impact maker. Just don't don't try to be the smartest guy in the room uh, by taking somebody that nobody's heard of or didn't do as much scouting as as you did. Uh, you know, I think that. The two spots we mentioned on on the, both the lines, but if you can get a playmaker, and I'm not talking like if London's gone, if Wilson's gone, if Olive's gone, you don't go get Traylon Burke who just ran a four five five. You know that doesn't mean just take the next best guy. 
then you're Philadelphia. Then, then you're just you're just bringing guys for a position of need who aren't going to make an impact like a Jalen Rager. Hopefully, you don't miss out on the just just next Jeff, Justin Jefferson by doing so. But all right, we're going long here. Mm-hmm. The Giants have made uh, a couple players available, at least reportedly available. The Arizona Cardinals should be interested in both of them. Which one should they bring in? There's going to be props. Uh, there there were props about the scouting combine. There's props throughout the offseason on some big moves that be, could be going down. There's already MVP odds up there. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all the action you need. And as I mentioned, you've got college hoops gearing up towards the big dance. Conference yes. tournament week is, is probably the sneaky best week yes. of uh, the betting season. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just hoops. It's not just the NFL offseason. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen. So James Bradbury... A guy that we've seen the last couple seasons uh, in in the defensive secondary for the New York Giants um, is, has been pretty impressive. I, I think he probably, his standards had a down year last year, but still a guy that can play the position in a high level. And then Saquon Barkley, uh, the former, uh, uh, was in the conversation to be the top pick second overall, right? A couple of years ago by the New York Giants, they went with the running back instead of the, the quarterback in, in 2018 and he's been just ruled by injuries but you know the talent is undeniable dual threat running back every the, the, the complete package that you want from the running back position both those guys are available and and I know Bradbury has been projected to uh pretty much command from the Giants a third round pick and I, I think if you're the Arizona Cardinals for a second consecutive offseason you give up your third round pick to bring in a veteran that you can just plug and play and I think Bradbury would be a great addition to this Arizona Cardinals team yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, well, I think both, because when you talked last segment about, you know, need, the Cardinals have a need pretty much in every position. So yeah. it's really just determining uh, which is the most important or which is the most, um, you, you know, which is at the front of the line to to fill first. So let, let, let's frame it this way, because the Cardinals could use both, I think. Saquon, obviously, his value has diminished, but when he's on the field, he's still electric. I don't know how much of this has to do with Daniel Jones, with with the offensive setup in New York. I'm not sure. What I do know is what the Cardinals did with James Conner last year, if they can replicate that with a younger running back who is, who is you know, ex- at this point in his career, it, you know, vastly more athletic and, you know, more have obviously has more of a burst. Mm-hmm. Let, let's ask it this way. I'm going to answer first and I'll let you think. If so, James Bradbury may be a second, but let's say just let's say just for fun here, third mm-hmm. round pick, okay? Because Saquon Barkley, let's say, would you rather trade a third round pick for James Bradbury or Saquon Barkley? And I think conventional wisdom would say James Bradbury. I'm mm-hmm. saying Saquon a hundred times out of a hundred, and the reason why is he's not going to get Zeke money like we thought he was going to after his first season. I think that's pretty clear. He's missed so much time. Mm-hmm. He's missed so much time. And I think they have an Arian fostered him there. They did year one, but a lot, most of the time at Penn state, that's what happened. Touch the ball a hundred times a game. You're going to get injured. One of his injuries, the ACL was a freak injury. He he landed weird out of bounds. I remember I was watching it live. That was a day where like Nick Bosa tore his ACL and yeah. Saquon and like, I, I, I don't know if they were playing each other. I don't know if it was the field, but 
I would say Saquon because you know that he's not going to garner a whole bunch of money when you have to pay him. James Bradbury is going to be a guy that's going to be around for a long time, and he's going to make a lot of money every contract. Like, yeah. that's just, that's where it is. And I know the Cardinals need a corner. I'd rather trade a third-round pick for a running back, don't need to draft one this year, and you know for sure, at least not in the first two rounds, and then you know for sure that if you can bring James Conner back and have Saquon still on his rookie-scale deal and not have to pay him unless he goes balls to the wall insane, ins, you know, insane man this, mm-hmm. this year, then you have a running back tandem for the future that could arguably be a top five or top seven running back room in the league. Yeah. To couple uh, with Kyler Murray. Saquon would be playing on his fifth year option. So you're right. Well, you, he's you, been in the league four years already. Yeah. Holy um, crap. But look, you just consider this. The Arizona Cardinals every year under Cliff Kingsbury have been a top 10 rushing team. And what he's been able to do with, you know, Chase Edmonds has been in that backfield every season. But for the most part, he's been able to take Kenyon Drake and what he was able to kind of squeeze out of Kenyon Drake and Kenyon Drake was able to command on the free agent market was like, I don't think anybody anticipated that. And then what James Conner was able to do in one year for the Arizona Cardinals last year is incredible. But the talent that Saquon Barkley has is even more impressive, like is way better than those two guys. And they think of what he would be capable of doing in this offense and how Cliff Kingsbury, for all you want to criticize him, and I think you can criticize him on this, is managing the workloads of his running backs and, and setting them up for success. A guy like Saquon Barkley needs that in his career to kind of prove that he's, you know, not just a, a, his first season success story and then beyond that has, isn't going to do much as far as his career goes. I think it would be great for the Arizona Cardinals. But as far as utilizing a third-round pick, I think you have to do much like you did with Rodney Hudson. You bring in kind of the steady guy. You bring in the guy that the, the veteran presence that you can rely upon, that you can put across from Byron Murphy, and you don't have to worry about the defensive secondary for the most part. Marco Wilson gets to get back on more of a favorable uh, development. Scale. Yeah, learning curve. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that Bradbury would be a slam dunk for him, especially in the NFC West with, with uh, the passing attacks that they're going to face. But I don't think you can go wrong there. And, you know, the risk, fa- like people would view Barkley as a riskier move. But the upside, like there, you'd be you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that would bring more upside, you know, switching teams than any than than Barkley across the NFL. He's that talented. Yeah, I mean, see, only thing. So with Bradbury, this is last year of his deal. Also, that I, I'm looking at SportsTrack right now. Like I'm, I don't, yeah. I don't have I don't have uh, you know Pat Train on speed dial locked on Giants. <laughs> um, but if you do, if you're looking at James, and I know we're going long. I mean, we haven't talked in a while. Like if you're if you're going, um. James Bradbury, this would be a trade and extend immediately, right? Because his yeah. salary cap is 21 mil this year. His cap is 21 mil. They ain't going to have that. So right. you can you trade from you extend him, you give him an extra three years, and then you have a guy. If that's the case, I'm good with it. With Saquon Barkley, the fifth-year option, this is kind of like a James Conner thing, yeah. Where it's but it's going to be a little bit more money. And so that's interesting. I, I mean, I... I would well, still you have, pump, you have the ability like, to to just put as much mileage as you want on Saquon. Like you could bring him in and you could just ride him for a year. Yeah, what, but I mean, but to, that but doesn't work. He, he's injured all the time. Like he needs to be a ride. He needs to be a a rideshare guy. He's got to be <laughs> Uber and not a taxi. But you, you know? know that's the, that's the scheme. I mean, they'll bring in somebody if if, if it's not uh you know one of the guys back that was. I'd rather than keep James Conner. I mean, if, if right. it's going to be like because you want steady. Like, I'd rather them run it back with Chase Edmonds and James Conner, even though Chase Edmonds is going to get Christian Kirk, you know, running back money. 
like on, on the running back scale somewhere else, like, isn't it weird that we just haven't talked about Chase Edmonds coming back at all? It is odd. So, um, but I mean, like, it depends on what you want. If you're going to trade trade for James Bradbury and you're going to extend him before he plays it down, I'd be more equipped to jump on board for that. If you're going to trade for somebody and Stephon Gilmore and just let him walk after, what the hell are we doing here? Keep the pick. Yeah. You know, one yeah. year for a third round pick is not how you build a team for the future. And hopefully Steve Kime can kind of shift and start to move in that direction. Yeah, it, it just kind of fits what the Arizona Cardinals try to do. They look at these guys uh, that that can't be uh, – their teams are looking to part ways for whatever reason, like Hudson last season. Uh, another one of those guys that we need to talk about probably tomorrow, Amari Cooper, uh, going to hit the free agent market because it looks like he's done in Dallas because of his high cap number. The Arizona Cardinals wouldn't pull off a deal for him because of that. Another guy that would be making 20-plus season with his cap number – next year so I mean, that's can I ask you a question if, if yeah. we're i mean and we're going around the globe here from locked on like why wouldn't you try to facilitate something with ezekiel elliott and keep amari cooper like your best running back is on right. the damn bench right yeah i mean zeke his, his number his cap number it's it's less it's lower no he just can't navigate it as far as dead money uh there, there's an easy out in the contract for amari right. cooper and it, it's like it, cooper really strikes me as a Tyron Matthew situation where they, they bit off more they can chew contract wise just a year ago. And instead of trying to like restructure, have any kind of outs, the only move they have is, is to release the guy. And it looks like that's, what's going to happen in, in some team. I, I think that the Cardinals actually benefit from a guy like Cooper, just being on the open market that some of these other wide receivers numbers might go down because people would maybe, pursue Cooper instead of some other guys that the Arizona Cardinals can maybe have a conversation with then otherwise they wouldn't be able to negotiate with so we'll see what happens man we're a week away from it we'll get more into the Cooper conversation tomorrow plus more takeaways from the NFL combine it officially wraps up today we apologize for the late um episode time today but uh got you going we're, we're your team every day Cardinals news all off season long Keep it here on Lockdown Cardinals at Lockdown AZ Cards on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Alex and follow me at Bob Rack Brock. Easiest way to find it. Have a great rest of your Monday. We will talk to you on Tuesday, the new edition of the podcast. Now check out Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker have their latest mock draft for you. They're on fire over there. Unreal.